Yeah. 
since I laid my burdens down, I feel like shouting. the Lord. Amen. Well, amen. You go ahead and be seated. You know, just when I think that Tim is like ultra contemporary, he reminds me that he's really just a big hillbilly. (laughs) And uh, he does a great job. Hey, for our guests today, I know we have a number of you and many of you go to other churches, but one thing you can do to help us is you'll notice in your bulletin there's a tear-off on the right side. If you would fill that in, and then on the way out, you see the offering boxes on the inside of the doors. If you just drop that in there, that'll make sure we get a record of your visit, and we certainly are glad to have you. Amen? Um, This is one of my favorite times, but also maybe one of the most difficult times to preach, and that is on Mother's Day because we recognize many of you have lost mom, and this is a tough, tough day. Many of you have lost children. It's a tough time. Uh, And here I stand, and my mom is healthy, and, and hopefully I'll be able to see her this afternoon. I get it, and I do not take any of this for granted. But I praise the Lord for the mothers and the ladies in our church. This morning in the first service, Bertie O'Banion took home the gold. Sandy George and Linda Brewer were silver and bronze. Lindsay Beiser had the youngest child in attendance at one year of age. I have a feeling this service is gonna be a little tighter, okay? So uh, here's what I wanna do. If you're a mother, would you stand and let us recognize you? Now keep in mind, go ahead, give them a good hand. Amen. We see a number of guests. We're so glad you're here. And keep in mind, we're live streaming right now. So people in Japan are seeing you right now. So we're glad, we're glad to have you, okay? All right. We also, all of you are special. All of our ladies are special. At the end of the service, ladies, there'll be gifts up here on the altar. You just come and pick one up, all ladies, okay, at the end of the service. But we also want to recognize some extra special moms. So if, if you are... I really don't know where to start. And church is the only place you can get away with about what I'm about ready to do. If you are 75 or older, remain standing. Amen. Donna O'Dell, our neighbor, they ran the BP, this Ohio, for so long She inspired me to trim neat shrubbery. God bless you, Donna. We're glad you're here. Hey, all of you that are standing, 75, you've lived three quarters of a century. I praise God for you. Now, let's get a little tighter. If you're over 80, remain standing. Oh, boy. Okay. All right, this is, this is uh, now you're ordering off the good menu right here. 
These ladies right here have seen it. Okay, now with all due respect, if you're over 83, remain standing. Amen. Okay, my uh, Vanna White has instructed me that we're, we're down to three. With all due respect, all three of you are winners. So just for the sake of Brother Greg, Donna, I can't sit down yet. Just for the sake of Brother Greg, Pearl, can you share with me how old you are? 93. Donna, Donna, can you share? 93. Eighty-eight. God bless you. God bless you all. Cody. We have a special gift for all three of you. Yeah, I'll take pearls. I'll take pearls. All right, that, that is awesome. For many of you, you may not know that Pearl's family, her husband pastored here in mid-60s to 77-ish, and then, then went to Wooster. Is that where you all went from here? Tiffin, Ohio. And Pearl taught Marsha how to play the piano. So, God bless you, Pearl. So we thank the Lord for that, okay? Hey, you all introduce yourself to Cody, okay, when he comes by and, and with something, okay? All right, now, this is gonna be a tough one here. If you think you might have the youngest baby in church today, stand up. Okay, Millie's standing, who else? Where's Sarah? Stand up, Sarah. You stand up. Anybody want to step into this? Okay. Millie, the baby was born April 12th. Nice tax day, baby. Sarah? March 29th. I think March is earlier than April. And, and, and uh, I'm going to give this to Sarah uh, just out of fair play, and Sarah's a staff member's wife, and we'll just see how the Lord leads her heart, okay? No, I'm kidding. You, you sure? Sarah, he's giving it up. He's giving your baby up. Okay. Is that right? Millie won anyway? Millie. My tax day joke threw me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you win anyway. Okay, so I don't have to make you feel bad. Let's thank the Lord for Millie and uh, Levi. Okay? And they're, and they're going to be coming forward, uh, she and Ryan, right now with Levi and the other four couples that are planning to be part of our parent-baby dedication. Go ahead and bring your baby now, Okay? We're doing this at a little different time for a couple reasons today. One of them is Cody's in Children's Church. And, uh, and, and I think, number two, what a perfect time after we recognize mothers, amen? Yeah, come right up here on stage. Man, don't you love to see this right here? 
Hey, uh, Kelly. Uh, yeah, I want you to do some photography, okay? All right? Now, let's see. Tim, give us a mic. Okay? Just a good hot mic. Okay, when I call you up, when I call you up, and you two will be first. When I call you up, I want you to introduce your baby, okay? Uh, I'll, I'll introduce you, but then I'm going to have you introduce your baby and your birthday, or their birthday, and uh, we will actually have a time where, for instance, when I call the first couple up, I will ask if you're related to this family, would you stand? I want the church to kind of see who's related, okay? And a number of you have invited guests, which is awesome, and uh, we're, we're glad of that, okay? So I'll start with the Briley's. So Caitlin and Chris, Caitlin grew up here. This is a Kettering. And her mommy's back here in the praise team. She's on the front row. Amen. And Daddy Dean, uh, what do they call Dean? What's what? Papa. Papa is back here. And uh, you're going to first, uh, first of all, stand if you're related to the Briley Ketterings. Okay, put them together. Look at them. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay, Caitlin. All right, this is Della May, and uh, her birthday, she will be a year old, the 23rd. So May 23rd is her birthday. Okay. So for each of the uh, families, we're going to present all of you something that says this. Lord, today, as we dedicate our precious child to you, we proclaim our intention to bring up Della May in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, witnessed in the presence of First Southern Baptist Camden, Signed by me, and it'll have a place for you parents to sign, okay? So God bless you. You can step here. Thank you. Thank you. Here you go, Caitlin. I'll let you keep that in here. Okay. Millie and Ryan. Millie and Ryan Essex. The winner of our uh, April 12th Earliest Baby Award. Uh, these two are a blessing to me in a, in a number of ways. Introduce us who you have here. This is Levi William Essex, it's our first baby. Um, he was born on April 12th this year, and we're blessed to have him. Amen, amen. Well, I know you have family here. I want you to stand. I know Terry and Cindy are back from Kentucky. Uh, Grandma is here, and then a, a, uh, a papaw is here, a great papaw. Is that right? Now, the, uh, folks, this is what makes this extra special for us. You're looking at Ray Manning, Gar Manning, our old neighbor in Dayton. And Gar watched us raise our kids. And he and Mary were so good to us. And they were there the day we moved here. They were there the day we moved here. And we'll always love them. Mary's in heaven, and now here they are. And... Uh, their, their grandbabies being dedicated. So we praise God for you. We give Levi the same thing. And really, it's your intention to raise him in a Christian home, okay? So hang on to that. Then, all right, you can step back. And then uh, Clinton Cruz. All right, Levi, I know you like to talk. Yeah, go ahead. This is Clinton Cruz. He'll be one year old on the 26th, May 26th. Okay, <laughs> nothing like knowing the birthday of your baby, okay? 
Now, so May 26th this year, so it's like a Memorial Day baby, okay? Um, they told me that when they dedicated River, she cried the whole time. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that yours is the one acting up, okay? I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, family, family. Look at this, amen, amen. Amen, Tucker, God bless you, thank you. Uh, it's good to see Tucker here who's recovering from open heart, good job, and I think Tracy's parents are right here, so God bless you all, okay? Thank you, step back. Oh, wait a minute, here you go, Levi. All right, Elena. Elena, the third of the three McPherson girls. Our lives have really changed since this young buck has joined us. And uh, we got to see him in action this week at the kindergarten graduations, doing a great job, and, and you understand why kids love him. But we love you guys. And uh, Elena Grace, born on March 29th. Yeah. And I believe that college tells me April is younger than March. It's all right. Okay. Thank you. So this is uh, just the same thing that really you two intend to raise her in a godly home. Amen. Amen. And then we have a final. We have a little Bible. Each one of you are getting, uh, honey, you got cruises there? Okay. All right, Taylors. Will you come? This is Eric and Kara. And uh, who, who are you holding there? Levi James Taylor. He was born December 9th. Okay. 2021. December 9th? Yeah. And did I hear you say Levi James Taylor? Yep. In my mind, I'm gone. Okay. Well, Amen. And, and you all have been visiting for, with us for quite a while. I know you've got family here, so I want you to stand. Did I forget anybody's family? Yeah. God bless you all. Thank you for, for this special time and being here to support your kids. And we're going to present you with the same thing in his first Bible. And this simply says that we're going to raise him to love the Lord. And the best way to do that is for you to love the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Okay, I want you all to move this way. Okay, I want everybody to stand. And I'm gonna pray a prayer over these and I wanna ask some questions first. If you're here in your family of any of these and you'll support them and pray for them and you'll model godly lives the best you can for them, say amen. And I'm talking to the church if we'll pray for these families and help nurture them and teach them in Sunday school and teach them on Wednesday nights and in children's church and love them and support them through the good and the bad, say amen. Amen. I want you to pray. Bow your heads with me. And God, we lift up these kids to you this morning in a special way. We lift up Elena and God, uh, Levi. And we lift up Cruz and Della and Levi. Lord, we ask that you would surround them uh, with an, an environment at home that is secure and safe and unconditional love because of your love for us. God, there's nothing easy about raising a family. So I pray that you'll give these parents strength and you'll help them make the decision that they'll model what they're trying to teach their kids 
and that you'll help them. Lord, I thank you for these families that are supporting these kids today. And here's my prayer, that the most natural response in these kids' lives, if you tarry, you're coming. That the most natural response would be for these boys and girls to want Jesus to be their Lord and Savior one day. And Lord, we pray for them and ask that you will bless them. And we thank you for the goodness of adding not only to the family, but to your church. And thank you for these young couples. In Jesus' name we pray. If you agree with me, shout amen. Amen. Let's show our appreciation. God bless you guys. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We gonna keep singing? Okay. You may be seated. So on behalf of Mother's Day and a baby's dedication, um, a few weeks ago, Gracie said, hey, there's this really good song called Mamas by Ann Wilson. And as you all know, Gracie's our own hometown local, Ann Wilson. Um, she's done like all of her songs, Sunday sermons, all of them. So anyway, so um, this is a very fitting song for Mother's Day. And pray for her as she sings it. I don't know why God made one bedroom apartments out of state. I don't know why he made hometowns if it's somewhere I can't stay. I don't know why he made growing up, but I guess that we're all gonna. Yeah, I don't know a lot of things, but I know why God made mamas. For the open arms to fall into, for the wind you don't know what to do, for the phone call saying don't forget I'm always in your corner, for the heart that makes a house a home, for the you're not alone for the darling don't you dare give up even when you wanna yeah that's why god made mamas for putting band-aids on a scraped up knee and wiping tears away for picking up the pieces when that dream don't go your way for always giving more than taking Always knowing what you need And showing you the fighting's best done on your knees For the when you don't know what to do For the phone call saying don't forget I'm always in your corner For the heart that makes a house home For the wind For the darling don't you dig even when you want Yeah, that's what God made mamas Oh, oh I don't know why God made living life down here so hard to do But I know why God made mamas who I needed you oh. For the open arms to fall into For the when you don't know what to do For the phone call saying don't forget I'm always in your corner For the heart that makes a house home 
mama. I told Gracie we might need to move that song. It's really kind of hard to sing after that song. But this is one of those songs that I'm sure your mama's taught you as Jesus loves me. Let's stand together.
Hey, let's sing that without any music. Lift your voice. Sing it. Worship the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, Lord to me. as we continue to worship you this morning. You have our attention. Thank you for your love and mercy and grace. I pray for the kids as they now go to Children's Church. We thank you for the privilege we have today to open the word of God. In your name we pray, amen. As you are seated, you may meet Brother Cody kids in the the lobby, uh, up to third grade for children's worship. We do believe it's a big deal to be in church. Give them a good hand for being here, all right? Amen. Well, I tell you, it's already been a good day. It's already been a good day, but I want you to take your Bible this morning. We have this privilege, this opportunity to open the Word of God, and I want you to turn to one of the most familiar passages in the Old Testament, Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. And this morning, we're going to look at that familiar story, that familiar writing, the familiar wisdom from Solomon as he closes out the book of Proverbs with some admonition and some character traits of what a godly woman really looks like. This morning, uh, in the first service, I got some input from folks that came in asking this question or, or this statement. One thing I remember most about my mom, I wanna read a few that I just picked out of a pile. Mom was small, only four foot eight. Dad was tall, six foot three. But she never let her lack of height keep her from being boss of the whole family. I'm one of nine kids. She was a devout Christian. She was an immaculate housekeeper. She tried to make me one, but it didn't work. One thing I remember most about my mom was how much she loved me and my dad. I love that. One thing I remember most about my mom was singing gospel songs while cleaning, washing clothes, and cooking for 12 kids. One thing I love most about my mom was her love through prayers, service, sacrifice, making memories, being a role model, encouragement, and good cooking. One thing I remember most about my mom was she had a Mona Lisa smile. Her eyes would twinkle and then she would just give me that smile. True, pure, motherly love for me. Good morning, Mom. One thing I remember most about my mom was me and sis always had a hot breakfast. One thing I remember most about my mom was her down-home cooking skills and values. No one could ever make chocolate pies like Mom. I really don't even like chocolate pie. However, it's one of my mom's best pies she makes. So I eat chocolate pie. 
One thing I remember most about my mom is that she never missed an activity. She has continued that even now as I'm older. One thing I remember most about my mom is she had a hard job with six kids. She doesn't pick favorites. She treats all of her kids the same. And then lastly, she was the most godly person I ever knew. My mom led me to Jesus. Proverbs 31 is probably a chapter, a a passage that's marked up in many Bibles here today. I know it is in mine. One lady named Nay Wahid said this, my mother was my first country, the first place I ever lived. I like that. Solomon tells us that through King Lemuel, he's going to introduce us and describe what a godly woman really looks like. Now, you might say, Brother Greg, is this a Mother's Day message because He's dealing with mothers and wives. Uh, This is a ladies' message that's going to also speak to the heart of every man in this place today because God's word has a word for all of us. And you might be here today and, and you're riding the wave of everything in your life is going fine. Everything's going good. You've got a good income. The cars are running. Everybody's healthy. Everything's clicking on all cylinders. I can assure you, if you're running in that lane today, you will not always run in that lane. Things will change. Things will change. And, uh, and I want to remind you this morning that you might be here, and you say, well, Brother Greg, I'm not married. Or, Brother Greg, I've been through a divorce. I've got a good word for you. There's no reason why your life still can't contain joy and happiness. And you can find that in Jesus Christ. And Solomon, the wisest man of his day, through this king, he chooses a king to introduce and to share with us what this valued treasure looks like. We begin with verse 10, and what he does is he opens up a treasure chest of descriptive words to help us understand this hero, beautiful, inside and out. So I begin with Proverbs chapter 31, verse 10, If you're with me, Mark, say amen. Amen. Here we go. Who can find a virtuous wife? So here's what Solomon's going to answer. Who can find her? It may be hard, but she's out there. She's out there. Her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, and so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ship. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. Verse 16. She considers a field and buys it. She buys it from her profits. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the staff, and her hands holds a spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yet she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. 
Her husband is known in the gates, and when he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household. She does not eat of the bread of idleness. And then we get to verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Lord Jesus, in the time that we have, I pray that you would just teach us another good truth from your sweet word. Help us understand the value of this treasure. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Her worth is far above rubies. You can't put a price tag on it. She's there. She may be hard to find. And it's someone that has a value that you can't even put a price tag on. Years ago, we went on a cruise. And uh, uh, we've been on two. One of them was a Christian cruise and all the Southern gospel and preaching, and it was, it was wonderful. And then the second one was secular, and I was a little worried about it, thinking, you know, oh, you know, everything, people are just going to act wild and crazy. And what we really found out was people just kind of do their own thing. And we had a good time, and one of the first stops, I think it was in the Bahamas, Renee, I think it was Nassau, and we were first-time sightseers. And we went into a jewelry store, because all I heard on cruises was you could get great deals on jewelry. So we went into a jewelry store, and we started looking, and, and there was this kind of this aqua color blue that was really pretty, and we have Renee, Renee's red hair, and we put that bracelet on her wrist and was looking at it, and the counter people thought we were serious, and we were looking, and, and the, the price tag was 84. And I thought, man, somebody is right. What, what a deal. What do you think? And uh, she said, well, what about that one? And the clerk said something to this effect. Uh, this one is 6,500. The one you're looking at is 8,400. Folks, Jethro in Nassau, Bahamas is what that was. Man, we backed out of there, and I thought, holy Toledo. I was putting the wrong value on something that was very expensive. Okay. Let's just cut to the chase for everybody in this room today that's holding out on giving your life to Jesus Christ. You're not guaranteed of your next heartbeat. We may call the squad, and Brother Greg may collapse on the stage before we're even done. But what profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The value of your soul, the cross of Calvary. That's how much God loves you. And you might be here today and say, Brother Greg, I've made a mess of my life. Well, get in line. We all have. That's why Jesus came. So, folks, listen. When you think of real value, thank God for the value of a godly mother. But I want to remind you that a mother would not be godly had it not been for the cross of Calvary. In just a few minutes, I'll give an invitation. Mom, the best gift you could give your kids is knowing you're saved. 
Dad, the best gift you could give your kids is knowing that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So we're talking about value here today that only God can give. You say, well, Brother Greg, I don't even believe in God. And I, my response would be, I don't even believe you because you're here. I just came for my baby to be dedicated. Yeah, who are we dedicating them to? That's why you're here, you're supporting them. Some people say, well, I'm an atheist. There are very few atheists out there. There are a lot of people who aren't sure. But I'm telling you, you take a look around this life in which we live, you look at a baby being born, you look at God doing miracles on people's lives, praise God, his fingerprints are everywhere. His fingerprints are everywhere. Sometimes, listen, they say, well, listen, we're, we're acknowledging our graduates, okay? When you came in, you saw the table with the Bibles. For our guests, here's what we're doing for our seniors this year. We're literally marking scripture and signing and putting a good note in their Bibles. You're all welcome to do that on your way out today. We wanna give them something that you can look at down the road, not only see the word of God, they'll see a good, encouraging word from you. But sometimes they say, oh man, I tell you, seniors will get, get out of school and then they'll just leave the church. They just disappear. Now I'll tell you what a lot of college kids do. They think they can find the answers in other things for a while. And then guess what? I think it's important we raise our family in church. And they come back. Folks, you don't have to sow wild oats to make your testimony great. Your testimony is already great because there's a loving God from heaven who saved a sinner like you and me. I praise God for it. Nikita Gill wrote these words. The water of her womb, your first home. The body she pulled apart to welcome you to the world. The spirit in you she helped grow with all she knew. The heart that she gave you when yours fell apart, you are her soft miracle. So she gave you her eyes to see the best in the world and see the best in the worst. You carry your mother in your eyes, make her proud and all she watches you do. I realize that on Mother's Day it's tender. Uh, Renee and I, we experienced that today with you. We'll go to the cemetery this afternoon. But I also realize that God gives us a word of hope. He gives us a word of hope. And you might be here today and you're a young parent and you're overwhelmed with raising a family. Listen, don't quit. Everybody here who's raised kids have experienced that. I remember when Drew was born and we got home there on Lily Lane next to Ray and Mary, and, and uh, I thought, what do we do now? What do we do now? And those first years were hard in marriage. I can remember the baby crying and, and me laying there like I was sound asleep, waiting on Renee to move, and realized that, boy, boy what the responsibility of mom. Uh, Gracie sang the song. That there was a verse in her song about Skinning your knees. Do you remember when you skinned your knees? And I did go running to mom. Does anybody remember, I don't even know if this is the right name, Mercurochrome? Burn you up. Set you on fire temporarily. And then, and then what would mom do? Blow it. A mother... For a little boy, the first girl he ever fell in love with. 
for a little girl, the most beautiful face she ever saw, the face of her mother. So in 31, verses 10 down, Solomon's talking about this virtuous wife, this virtuous woman, and he's writing about a treasure, a treasure. The Bible says in verse 11, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Tony Evans, who is preaching today without his wife, wrote these words. In seeking a wife, you can find a pretty wife, maybe even a rich one. But many a man has been disappointed when he discovers that the beauty he saw on the outside doesn't match what is on the inside. Solomon is writing about beauty on the inside. He's writing about beauty that comes out and is obvious and evident. So he writes about a woman of character who loves God. And Tony Evans says, when you find that woman of character, don't let her go. Don't let her go. I wanna give you three things to begin with when you think about this woman of worth, and we see it, all three, in the first two verses. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies? The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. I wanna give you three things. First of all, there's respect. She's treated as a treasure, a valued treasure. There's respect. Secondly, there's a relationship. She's in a good relationship that earns trust. And thirdly, she's testimony. She's a testament. She's a reward, a testimony to her husband. The Bible says he safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. You look at verse 12. So, do, so she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So then we get to 13. And verses 13 through 24 begin to describe her behavior, her behavior. Uh, when your kids, uh, most likely if you have more than one, and, and even then if you have a single child, uh, you see characteristics of one of the parents. Now, I'm not sure it's accurate, but a lot of people think I look like my dad, okay? Uh, I, I mean, I, I look at my hands, I, I'm starting to look, I went to the dermatologist, and I have a spot just looks exactly like one my dad has, and she goes, oh, Greg, that's a wisdom spot. I said, well, thank you very much. A wisdom spot. That was her way of saying, you're just gonna walk around with that, and I don't care about it. Wisdom spot. And then some of you don't look like your parent, you act like them. Or you walk like them. Or you just have mannerisms like that. And if you're here today and your parents may be gone, that doesn't change, does it? And you know, I think uh, in the sadness of recognizing our parents live on in us, it's also an opportunity to honor them and just take that as a wonderful thing, a compliment. And I, and I praise the Lord for it. A woman of worth, her worth is far above rubies. Some of you need to go home today and and if your mom's alive, you need to contact her. Uh, some of you need to go home today and look at your wife in the eyes and, and say thanks for being 
so valuable, far above rubies. Maybe some of you just need to go and get on your knees somewhere and say, Lord, I can't bring her back, but I thank you for her. I thank you for her. Um, she'd be so proud. She'd be so proud of what she sees in these kids. She's a treasure to be treated as one with respect. She's in a good relationship that earns trust. Her testimony is good. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. I want to ask you a question, and you help me. Do you feel like the world's a little confused with what Christianity is? Okay, I want to help you, okay? Religion and Christianity sometimes aren't exactly the same thing. Religion often is described as man's attempt to get to God. So man's attempt to get to God would be me maybe working my way to heaven, okay? Christianity is, because we're sinners, we're separated from God, there's no way for me to have a good relationship with God, so Jesus came to bridge the gap. He built a bridge, he died on the cross, and he paid for my sin. Religion sometimes is doing, Christianity is done. Jesus paid for it, okay? I believe one reason the world is so confused about Christianity is because we as Christians act so different. Because we act so different. We're not sending the same message. I mean, for some, we can come to church on Sunday and worship and go to work tomorrow or school tomorrow or the ball field tomorrow and, and talk like a sailor and live a life as if nothing has changed. And somebody that may not know Christ is thinking, that's what Christianity is. Let me tell you something. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, your life will change. Your life will change. It can't help but change. You, you turn from your sin and you turn to God, and the good news is uh, we don't have it all together, but he does. And we're gonna trust him and we're gonna follow him the rest of the days of our lives. But he doesn't stop with just three things, okay? We're gonna take a whirlwind trip in this passage uh, starting right now. The Bible says, back in verse 12, that she blesses her husband. She blesses him, okay? She blesses him. Now, hang on. Keep going. Verse 13, she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She seeks. She searches. I, listen, this is Brother Greg's paraphrase. I believe she shops for him. I believe she shops for him. Renee likes to shop. Renee likes to shop. And she likes to browse. And she likes to find good deals, which I appreciate that. Uh, they say women are like scavengers. They're looking. Men are like predators. You go to TSC and you're looking for a bolt and once you find it, you're out. Right? We're like that. We're like that. But the Bible says uh, she's searching and she's seeking. It, it, it doesn't stop there. And she brings her food from afar. She's like a merchant ship, verse 14. She feeds and she gathers. As a merchant ship, she sails. Verse 15, she rises while it's yet night, provides food for her household. She takes care of everybody. And that's the picture I see oftentimes in godly women. You're concerned about everybody else. 
Um, the picture is of a mother who has six kids and realizes there are seven people at the table, and the mom says, all of a sudden, looking at that pie that's been cut up, I'm just not hungry for pie. She's always willing to give her place up for everybody else. Uh, one person wrote these words. It's entitled, Everything Mom. How did you find energy, Mom, to do all the things you did? To be a teacher, a nurse, a counselor to me when I was a kid? How did you do it all, Mom, being a chauffeur and a cook and a friend, yet found time to be a playmate? I just can't comprehend. I see now it was love, Mom, that made you come whenever I'd call. Your inexhaustible love, Mom, and I thank you for it all. I love that. But Solomon doesn't stop with the fact that she's willing to take care of anyone, of every, everyone. Let's keep going. Verse 15, she rises while it is yet night. She provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. And from her profits, she plants a vineyard. Who does? A virtuous wife. She takes care of everybody, but she also prays about decisions and makes wise choices. Wise choices. Have you ever had buyer's remorse? I mean, have you ever bought something and only to get home and realize, what did I just do? Have you ever, have you ever done that? Can anybody help me this morning with some kind of gesture? Okay? Okay? It's kind of a, a lonely island, isn't it? It's kind of a lonely island. Uh, last year, we went on vacation, and Sheila, my sister and brother-in-law, and Katie and them, they surprised us. We were in the ocean, turned around, and our family was on the beach. They stalked us all the way to the beach. We had the best time. And while, were they, while they were there, they took a tour of this um, timeshare kind of thing, and that afternoon, when they got back from this five-hour trip, Rick says, we did it. I go, did what? He goes, we bought a timeshare. I go, what? He goes, yeah, we did it. Well, I could sense that he was wavering a little bit with what he did. <laughs> so he had, he, I think he had 36 hours <laughs> or something. And the next thing I know, he's making, taking all the plans, sending all the copies. And I said, what are you doing? He said, we're not doing it. And, and, I, and I think, you know, that's, big, that's a big decision for families. You know, buying a home or something like that or even a vehicle. Most people are buying vehicles now that cost more than the first homes many of us had. I mean, that's hard to believe. But this mother considers a field and buys it. She prays about her decisions. And then she makes wise choices. You know, when God blesses you doesn't mean you have to blow what he blesses you with. I, I love the fact that he, I, I love the fact that our church, that you all have such giving spirits. I, I love that. You can't replace that. I also believe that you can never outgive a giver. God will always take care of a giver. You can't outgive God. But by the grace of God, we need to recognize that mothers and godly women are most of the time the ones that give up the most. And I thank God for it. Well, he doesn't stop there. 
Verse 17, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She's stronger than she appears. The godly mother is stronger than she appears. She's not only battling with her physical body, but she's also doing spiritual work on her knees. He keeps going. She perceives that her merchandise is good. You ready? She's proud. She's proud of her family. She's proud of what God has done. And thanks the Lord for her. Some of you, your mothers are gone. Man, how proud of you would they be that you're serving the Lord? Amen? That you're serving the Lord and that you haven't given up and you haven't quit. Let me tell you something about the women in our church. In the lean days of our church, there were faithful, godly women who were faithful to the core who didn't leave and didn't quit and didn't give up. I praise God for that. I remember when I came, uh, Beulah was our work, uh, music director. I'd never worked with a female music director. All those years, I never once had to worry about music, whether it prepared. I knew I could come to church and preach and things would be ready. I thank God for faithful women, amen? I thank the Lord for those of you that teach Sunday school. I thank the Lord for those of you that normally stay in the nursery or, or children's church. And, uh, and I am grateful for the guys that are serving today. I thank, I thank the Lord for them. I'm proud. This mother was proud of what God had done and what had, God had given her, but it doesn't stop there. She uh, stretches out her hand, verse 20. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. A godly woman is a giver. Keep going. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She's prepared. She's prepared. She's an encourager. Verse 23, her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. She's not only an encourager, she does things with excellence. Um, Kyla goes to Cedarville. Do you know who Paul Dixon is? Paul Dixon is the former president. Of, is he still alive? former president of Cedarville, and uh, Paul Dixon said when it came to Christian education, he thinks that anything done in the name of Jesus should be done in, with excellence. I agree with that. I agree with that. I thank the Lord for the opportunity we have to come together and encourage one another and recognize that he's worthy of our worship that he's worthy. And we'll close with just a few, okay? Verse 26, she opens her mouth with wisdom. She thinks before she speaks. Who does this virtuous wife whose value that cannot even be determined? And then you get to 28 down. Her children rise up and call her blessed. She's loved. She's loved. And her husband also, when he praises her, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Listen to me, men. You want to show your 
kids what real security looks like? You love mom. You love their mom. You take care of them. You take care of her. Why? And then the last one is, her life is a testimony. That's why they rise up and call her blessed. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. So all of these verses are simply her life's testimony and they're thanking God for her. I wanna close and I wanna ask you a question. And I wanna ask the question, first of all, to our ladies. Married, perhaps married with children, married with no children. Perhaps you've never been married, you're single. Maybe you're, you've been married and divorced, you've seen the worst side possible. Maybe you find yourself here today as a widow, wondering what's ahead. I wanna ask you the question, here it is. What can you give your family today? What can you give your family? And when you look at chapter 31, verses 10 down, right there are some things to help you grow in your Christian life as a woman of God. And then we look around to the rest of us. I'm telling you, our mothers deserve more than a call when we're in a bind or when we need money. Their value is far above that. They need to know that we love and we, that we care. For some of you today, maybe you have the blessing to be able to spend time with your mother. Thank the Lord for that. Maybe you're here today and mom's gone. There's no way you'll ever be able to talk to her again. Oh, how you long to hear her voice one more time. When Renee comes home from work, when she came home from work, when her mom was alive, they were always on a phone call and it was Bluetooth when they would pull in the driveway. I could hear her mom outside the car. It became funny. And I'm thinking, oh, how, how I know she longed to have that conversation one more time. If I knew as a child what I know now, Mom, I probably wouldn't have made things so hard for you. I would have understood that you were looking out for my best interest, even though it may not have seemed that at the time. I would have known how difficult it is to let you go, to stand back and let someone you love learn from their mistakes. I would have realized how fortunate I was to have a mother who was always there for me, even after an argument. That was written by a lady named Renee Duvall that reminds us of the important things in life. I want you to bow your heads. If you're here today and you're a Christian, I'm gonna ask you to recommit your life to Jesus Christ right where you sit. Thank him for saving you. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. I recommit my life to you this morning, right here on Mother's Day. Help me to serve you with my whole heart. Ladies, those, those that have children, ask God to help you be the Proverbs 31 wife and mother. Our single ladies, maybe those that have lost your spouses, ask God to help you to finish the course well for whatever plan he has for your life. 
You might not see it right now, but he'll be there. He'll help you. And what you don't understand, God's in control. Let him lead you. Let him help you. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. It's the greatest thing you can do in life. We're gonna stand and sing. And if it's your desire to become a Christian and just nail down that decision, I'll be here at the front. Tim will be here with me. We'll invite you to come and we'll pray together and you can settle it once and for all this morning right here. Will you come? Mom, dad, teenager, young person, will you come? Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the wisdom of Solomon. Help us to apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's all stand together. Let's lift our voices and sing. If you need to come, you come this morning. Oh, to Jesus I Ladies, let me hear you. The chorus, I surrender all. Sing it out, ladies. you. Boy, what a great crowd this morning. Thank you for being faithful. Thank you, families, for coming and supporting your families and your kids, and uh, we are grateful for everything. Uh, life just seems to have a way of passing by, doesn't it? Our, our youngest grandson, Jordy, was seven yesterday, and uh, here we are now, uh, Renee just watching me, thinking, thank the Lord I married a younger man. I'm kidding. I, I love her with all my heart, and she is a wonderful meemaw and a, and a wife, and I believe has served us well, don't you? All right. Well, as mentioned before, Marsh, you can help me. As mentioned before, we have gifts for all of our ladies today. Teenagers, you come. But we have a very special hand pick. Go ahead, Vanna. It, uh, it is hand sanitizer, but you can clip it to your purse. And what does it say? It says, Amen. Amen. So we have a little gift for you. Make sure you come and get one of those. And, um, and we love you and thank God for you. So Renee and I will be in the, in the lobby. I know we've got some guests. I'd love to shake your hand and meet you. But uh, we praise the Lord for you. Okay, Tim, will you come and close us in prayer?
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for a special day, a special day when we realize, Lord, more than ever, the value we have in a mother that loved us, brought us into this world, Lord, sacrificed for us, for men, for godly wives, Lord, that uh, their value is priceless, Lord. So, Father, as we go out, may we who have received your love forward that love to others, Lord. We're never more like Jesus than when we love and then when, when we serve others. So, Father, help us to be about your business today. Thank you for each one that is here today, Lord. May you bless each life, Father and God. And thank you for the cross. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen.